Guys, we in this thing. Welcome. Yes, the stressed out podcast. I can't hear the sound of my voice in my headphones. Maybe I'm just a narcissist, but I like to hear the sound of my own voice. We have a special guest today, y'all. Guys, special guest Craig Schmidt. (laughs) What's poppin'? Craig (laughs) Schmidt. What's up, man? Craig is on the uh, ADD Roast Me show with me, bro. He just won Roaster of the Year, and he he deserved it. It was well-deserved. Congrats. Oh, yeah, thank Dude. you, man. How does it feel? Appreciate it. Oh, man, it feels great. <laughs> it's like that post-boxing match fight. It's like, is there anything else you want to say? It's like, I want to thank God, you know, all my sponsors <laughs> and everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I had a ball doing it, man. Oh, it was fun, bro. Do they give you guys, like, a belt or anything? Like, is it, no. is it like, when you win it, is it the prestige, or do they give you, like, some kind of, like, a, big check? That's like a golfing check. 12 pack of uh, Oreo cookies. 12 pack of Oreo <laughs> cookies. Well, dude. Who's your favorite person to roast? Who, me? I just, yeah. I, it, it don't matter. It don't matter. Yeah. You like them all. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm nervous now. Myself. <laughs> Craig's probably one of the most creative writers I've ever seen, man. Oh, man. That's incredible to hear, man. Dude. I've been hearing I ain't shit for the last eight years in Hollywood, man. That's all you hear. <laughs> Isn't that the crazy how the turn of the tide just happens like yeah. that? Yeah, Just for like real. that. Yeah. Like Robin Williams, bro. Uh, people thought he was crazy. Then one day it just turned it. they like, oh, wow, this guy's creative as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I heard an interview one time with Pauly Shore where he was talking about Jim Carrey's stand-up. He goes, Jim was terrible, dude. And then he was like, <laughs> and then he blew up on In Living Color. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. But, dude, you've always been funny, man. I remember... I've always told you that, though. You can't say that I'm a bandwagoning Craig oh, Smith, no, you know? No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, the game is a... It's a weird game, man. Yeah, it is. L.A.'s weird, man. I never... This is not what I imagined it to be, you know what I mean? You're from here, though, aren't you? Yeah, but I mean, I'm not from Entertainment. Hollywood. I like that you call it a game because it is a game. It, it is. is. Yeah, it's Monopoly. It's like being, it's like, yeah. it's like, it's like being in Disneyland all the time. Oh, <laughs> it is preaching you know to the mean? choir, right? But no, but everybody, uh, you know, everybody likes Mickey. Dude, right. everybody likes Mickey, but they don't want to see the costume go off. You know right. what I mean? And the popcorn being swept up. You right, know? right. It's like you're you're one of the. You're one of the characters that that's not Mickey. You're trying to take off that duck outfit and put on the Mickey outfit. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. That's the best people, analogy. You know what <laughs> His I mean? comments are like way too real for me. Yeah. No, I, it's I so true. I worked for Disney for three years. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I'm just trying to get in that Mickey outfit, man. Unfortunately, <laughs> you wouldn't fit. You gotta yeah. be like uh, under five two. Do you really? really? Yeah, yeah, you do, and you're usually a girl. Oh, right. wow. Yeah, That's crazy. Craziness. There. Pretty rare. Think about it. There, there's not many men that small. No. Exactly. I'm like 5'5", five, 5'6". Five, five, yeah. Really? Maybe, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was that tall in the fifth grade. Dude, you were that overgrown. <laughs> Craig was that overgrown kid that was like palming people's heads, you know? He was like that one kid in kindergarten that had like cookie yeah. stains on the corner of his lips but was towering uh, above everybody like else. Like in your class photo, they thought you were the teacher. Oh, uh, that's funny. <laughs> Craig was beating up on teachers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Craig was body slamming his kindergarten teacher when she told him it was quiet time. He like pile drived her through a table. Craig be like, uh, bitch, I thought I had an eight. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was I wasn't violent. Yeah, did you ever did you you didn't wrestle with your friends and do wrestling moves? I was all about basketball, man. Basketball. I was all oh. about B ball when I was growing okay. up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. I was terrible at basketball. A few, fights, really a few fights though. A few fights. But that's the LA lifestyle. No. 
Yeah, I'm like 15 and three lifetime. 15 and three? 15 and three in the fight game. Yeah. Yeah. Craig said That's he knows good. Uh, for a fact that he could give hands to Rick Ross. Oh, I'll beat the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> Rappers are over. Most of them are bitches, man. Yeah. Well, dude, it's 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 like diamond. It's like wrestlers. You know what I mean? They're yeah. like coming out with the big beard and like growling, but it's yeah. like, dude, it's theatrics. It's always a bunch of dudes around you. You're a hoe. Right. You're a hoe. <laughs> Not in a sexual way, but in the. You're a bitch ass dude. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Any dude that always has to have more than two males with them. Right, right. <laughs> but why Rick Ross? Like, out of all the rappers you could pick, what, what, like, why like Circum be like uh, that one? I saw like- I saw footage of him hitting the boxing mitts. And he like collapsed. No, it was. He was like, I know I got him. You know how you could just see somebody fight yeah. a little bit. You're like, oh, I beat his ass. Yeah, and I and I can fight, but I'm not like no trained fighter. Like I'm right. a big guy, so if I hit you, I'll knock you out. But if you know how to fight, you probably can whoop my ass. But I seen from that footage that he can't fight. He's Dude, a big, he's a big guy. He's just, but that don't matter. Yeah, we right. need to build right. up our fan base and get Rick Ross on the podcast and just Hell have yeah. both of you guys fight. Rick Ross, I uh, just want to let you know I'll beat the dog shit out of you. <laughs> <laughs> nothing personal. <laughs> nothing personal. I think you're a great rapper. I take comedians in general over rappers. Yeah, yeah. What? In fighting? Yeah. No, yeah. this is. Yeah, well, we have fun. more pain, I think. I think rappers probably have a lot of pain too, but comedians, it's like we're crazier. Rappers never have to deal with themselves. They're always rapping about this fantasy. Program. Yes, you yes. I mean? That is true. The mask, the facade. They don't yeah. have to like really go in and delve into their insecurity. Not at all. Yeah. Not yeah. at all, man. It's, it's, it's trash. And they're always rapping about things before they have them or before they happen. Right. Like yeah. they're, ra- they're rapping about all the millions of dollars in their bank accounts before they actually have the millions in the bank accounts. Yeah, yeah that's form. true, man. Mm-hmm. That's so true. That's funny though. I'll beat Rick Ross's ass. Yeah, I, 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 I put a leash on him and dog walk him. Oh, okay. <laughs> what about Gucci Man? What you think? You'll get Gucci Man. Uh, see, I I think Gucci Man. I don't think Gucci Man. I'll beat the dog shit out of Gucci Man. What about Two Chains? Uh, Two Chains is too old. So two you chains. feel like it is elder abuse? Don't get me wrong. Here's what I'm saying though. In the world of men. If any man hits you on the chin, he can get you out of there. Yeah, yeah. So it don't it don't size don't matter either. My dad is five seven. Really? Dude, and how I, and I'm still terrified of my dad. Whoa. He had yeah. a stroke. And Aww. he only, he doesn't have he doesn't have his left side, like drags his body. Uh-huh. And he's still nobody you want to fuck with. But because <laughs> his mentality is he's not taking no losses. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I never forget I I seen him uh I went to visit him. He lived in like a, a pretty tough neighborhood, you know. Mm. So I was parking my car in front of his house, and this guy was high on crystal meth. And when I got out the car, he was he wasn't a black dude. He started calling me nigger. Right? Was he a so, white guy? No, nah, he was he was a Mexican dude, right? Wow. And so uh, so I was like I hopped out. I was like, what? I you know I'm thinking I beat you, you know I beat your ass, <laughs> Rick Ross. Right, right, right. <laughs> so when I looked at him, I paid attention to my surroundings. I could see that he was high on drugs. I saw that he was out of his mind. So I immediately gave him a pass, right? Uh-huh. But I just let him know, just don't come in my range, and you good. You can call me all the niggas you want. You know what I mean? Just don't come in my in my area, because then I'm going to have to, you know what I mean? So I'm walking to my father's house, and he's about 10, 15 feet behind me the whole way, and he's, he keeps calling me the N-word and other like outlandish shit, and uh-huh. he's high out his mind. And so every couple steps, I would turn around and act like I was going to run back to him, and he would like run off, you know what I mean? 
So anyway, <laughs> like a chihuahua. Right, right. So anyway, I go up to the house. I'm like, Dad, you got to move, man. I said, it's getting crazy around here, man. This dude, you know, was tripping, right? Did he move? So my dad was like, what the? Somebody was fucking with you. So he went to, to the closet and he grabbed his gun and he started loading the gun with bullets. And I took the gun and the bullets. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you, Smitty? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> talking to my dad out of shooting the motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Smitty. So I take the bullets with me and I go up the alley because this is the neighborhood I grew up in. Mm-hmm. And I see my boys up the alley hanging out. So if you could picture like an alley and uh, uh, two different rows of apartment complexes, the alley cuts down the back of them. Right, so right. it's in the middle. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. So my boys are chilling all the way up the alley, if that makes any sense to you. They're in the last apartment complex, so I'm walking up there to hang out with them. So I get up there and I'm telling them the story about the uh, the dude, right? And they're like, oh, that's Victor, man. No, he's just a crackhead, you know what I mean? He said, don't worry about him. So as I'm telling the story, my dad comes out of my apartment complex and he starts yelling, son, who the fuck did it? Who was it, right? And I'm like, man, all you niggas know don't say nothing to my dad about who did it because you know how crazy he is, right? <laughs> so as he's walking up to me or towards the group, Victor comes out the apartment complex, so he's in between my father and us, the group of dudes, right? right? And so my my pops is probably about 10 feet away from me, and then Victor's five feet in the middle of us now, you know what I mean? And it's me, my group of boys, Victor, and then my dad. And my boy was like, Smitty, it was him, and he starts laughing. (laughs) And my dad was like, what? And, And he had a cane. He dropped his cane, and he fell to his dad's side, the left side. And he socked Victor in the face. He hit him. Bam. <laughs> Knock Victor out. <laughs> oh, my God. Knock Victor out. You got to remember, he doesn't have any balance. He knocked right. him out and he, he, fell, fell, he, he, he fell on top of him. <laughs> <laughs> so he couldn't get up and shit. He was on top of Victor was snoring and my dad was just like trying to move. And I had to grab him and pick him up and then give him his cane. He didn't say shit. He just went back to the house. Wow. Yeah. Dude, your dad is a hard ass, oh, man. Gangster, bro. No joke. <laughs> Pretty Smitty from Detroit City. <laughs> That's what they call him. Wow. Yeah, I was raised by He's a good dude, though. You know what though, dude? Like, there's nothing that's there's nothing though that's better than that to know that your dad can like knock somebody out. Because you know how the most painful thing to do would be to see your dad get his, just get his ass beat. That oh, would like yeah. hurt your heart. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, my, you know, my, I've never seen my, my my dad ever get in a fight or anything like that. My no. daddy, my daddy was a gangster, and my granddaddy, my granddaddy was a, a real gangster, bro. But now he's like all into church. Right. The one that you always talk about. Yeah, that, but I remember when I was a kid, right? And he had uh, my grandmother had some uncles that used uh-huh. to smoke and shit. You know what I'm saying? So they sold right. they yeah yeah. So they sold him a gold bracelet. So after that, you know, he wanted it back, and he was like, "All right, you can get it back. You got to give me the hundred dollars, nigga." So they came back. They came to his house uh, when I was a little kid and uh-huh. tried to get the uh, the bracelet back without the money. And my granddaddy said he he never cursed, but he was a gangster. And he said, "I'm gonna give you two options: either you can leave, or the funeral home can pick you up." Which one <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. like, "Damn, dude!" And imagine the nigga telling you that without cursing. You know oh, yeah, it's a, ten times even scarier right. because it's like if you don't curse, curse you know and then you hit it harder. You know? My granddaddy, bro, he's he's the most. He fucked me up raising me because of how he was, and uh-huh. you know, he used to try to, he used to try to like the way he was raised. He used to try to put that in me. 
you know, back because he thought it, it helped him. It probably did serve him in some ways, like right. for okay. him. But during you know a different I mean? time, but it's when, a different time when, era when black people couldn't look at white people. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. so that don't serve our time now, bro. You know what I'm saying? Oh no. So you know, my great Eddie was fearless, bro. He was the most fear. He's the most. He still is the most fearless guy I've ever met, bro. Oh yeah, for real. Yeah, like yeah, he was. He's hardcore, man. But he's all into church. But if if you test him, you know, what oh, I mean? dude, yeah. a lot of those old old school church guys are crazy. My friend, but uh, that's how it is in the bro. south. He's like his grandpa's like Pentecostal. Like wears plaid shirts, tucks them into Wranglers, <laughs> puts the cell phone clip on his belt. You know what I mean? Wears like white high tops. Right. Well, they they took him to this like hiking place one time, and there were some people that were cussing. And uh, so he goes up to them, you know, because it's like old church guys. To, mm-hmm. It's just a word, but old church guys, like that's like you don't cuss. Right. You know what I mean? You around just don't. women especially. Around women especially too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you cuss, you, you open the door and you don't cuss around women. You make sure they don't leave the house, but you also don't cuss around them. Don't do that. <laughs> like those. <laughs> but you can cheat it's on like your a little wife. bit of hypocrisy. But you can cheat. Can't cuss around women. You better open the door. There's all kinds of crazy <laughs> ethics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that don't make sense. And you can beat them. We need to make a we need to make a self help book called the the Deacon Handbook. You know what I mean? The, the Deacon Handbook. The Deacon Strong Handbook. You know the what Deacon. St- uh, yeah, that's a funny sketch. That's a sketch. That's funny. The Deacon Strong Handbook. But like he he goes over to these guys like they're hiking and everything, you know. And he walks up there. He goes. He goes. I just want to let you guys know. He goes. I'm a very calm man. He goes. I like going to church. He goes. But if you guys don't stop cussing, he was like, I'm going to throw you down that cliff. Oh. Well, you got. And get, he just well, like threatened them. And wow. especially if you're calm. And you're old, but you're also not like super, super agile. Like, there's nothing that's scarier than an old guy threatening teenagers. You know what I mean? And then prepared. Yeah. And yeah. The, and the thing is, bro, when a nigga give you the the warning that he goes to church, you know. Uh, <laughs> oh, dude, my dad used to do that. He'd be like, "I go to church," but in my friend's faces, his hand would start twitching like that. Oh, yeah. His hand would start twitching. That's about to be violent, but they feel like God is on their side. Oh, yeah, oh. <laughs> they want him to For die. The violence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're the executioner of the wrath of God. You know what I mean? They are yeah. God's instrument oh for laying my. down the hammer. You oh know, yeah. it's scary. I think my granddaddy was a crip before he gave his life to God. Oh, really? And, and the reason I say that is because uh, my friend Roman Brookins, he was a, he was a blood. And he Roman was, Brookins, that already sounds like a gangster. He sounds like he twirled, <laughs> twirled a cane and everybody just like oh. noticed his shoes he, first. He was a blood and he came to my house uh, one day to pick me up with a red bandana on. And my granddaddy got in his ass like I've never... And people come to my house with bandanas on, black, blue. But this red would he sit knew. him... It sent him off to somewhere that... His PTSD yeah, flashback. I, bro, it, a, a blood must have like beat his ass. Man. <laughs> wow. It set him off, bro. He was like, "Your mama know you out here doing this." You know, right? He just kept. He was going off, man, to the point I ain't even get in the car with Roman, bro. That's how bad it was. Oh, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, so that's crazy. Did you lose him as a friend? Nah, nah. You're still friends. Nah, we're cool. Okay. Yeah. I was scared of my dad growing up. I still am, like, in a different way, but it's like, I was scared of my dad growing up. Like, mm-hmm. my dad had, was very, my parents had that old school thing where it wasn't like, a lot of people, the parents are friends with their kids. Right. It wasn't like nope. that with me. Like, I, nah. I, I saw, there was a clear, clear distinction. Oh, yeah. Clear <laughs> distinction. And I knew that I was, I knew that I was like, you know. I don't know how to properly raise a kid, but I do know that there's some sort of balance more than just yeah. scaring the hell out of them. Right. Like, cause you don't want to do that. But then at the same token, just being like, yeah, we're like buddies. Like me and my kids are best friends. It's like, <laughs> yeah, your kids are going to like sell crystal, <laughs> you know? <laughs> 
my dad don't play that. You ever crank call your parents? <laughs> no. <laughs> Did you? No. Oh, yeah. I, oh, dude, I'm scared. All I got to do is say, if, if I call, I say, my dad or Ashley, I say, Put Smitty on the goddamn phone. And then from there on, he'll be cussing me out for like an hour. I don't know what the fuck you think you is calling my phone like this, nigga. And he'll just, my dad is violent, man. He's confrontational. It's funny. It's just like a, like a, a pull string. It's like, oh, watch yeah. this. He's going to be just emanating just anger. Off. Oh, yeah. He's just, for an hour. How was your mom? My mom is uh, the only person who could punk my dad. Really? But she's probably cool, calm, and collected, oh, right? Because really it's usually. Laid back, yeah. I, I think yeah. my mom's the same way, bro. Yeah. Yeah, my mom, she, yeah, she, that's the only one. Yeah. Wow. My mom was, bro, I remember we were in Virginia and I stole a pack of Skittles, bro. And my mom found out and she laid me out. Like, like he said, any man with power can hit that chin. My mom would hit my chin, bro. I was out. Dude, oh, yeah. like I she had didn't. A yeah, story too. <laughs> what was your character? I stole a crunch bar. I have bar. one too. It's funny. I stole a crunch bar when I was five. Uh huh. And um, I had the whole time we were in the store. I, mom, let me get this. Let me have this. But no, son, put it back. So I, you know, I act like I was putting it back, and I put it in my pants. Oh. And then when we got to the car, <laughs> I, oh. I wasn't putting everything together yet. You know what I mean? I was, you know, I was, I, I was smart enough to steal. But I wasn't smart enough to conceal it the whole time. Like, right. You're like, I need car. it. So you I take it right out. I got a candy story too. But we all do. I was stealing, but I didn't know I was stealing because I was so young. I didn't understand that you paid for things. Like uh-huh. I thought you just go to the store and just take what you, you need. You just take what you need. It's like an empty. <laughs> that concept like, hadn't yeah. gone through my head yet. So my mom went to the store to buy a magazine and they had those little you know, five cent candies where you just reach in and you just grab them yeah. or whatever. And so I just, I almost thought they were like free samples. Like I didn't understand that you had to pay for these things. And so I just stuffed my cheeks full so they look like hamster cheeks. Wow. My mom purchased her magazine and we're walking out. She goes, what's in your mouth? And then she made me walk back and in front of the store lady, spit them out into her hand one by one and oh, then pay for wow. them. Oh, wow. Jeez, yeah. that's kind of humiliating. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I uh, mine. I was. It was never stealing. It was. I went trick or treating, and I was dressed like a Native American because, like, back <laughs> before it was offensive. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, that's I had cultural the, the feather on. Yeah, but like, you're in the South and everything like that, and it's like you want to be an Indian for Christmas or like what or for Halloween. So I, I, I'm like going there, and my mom took me trick or treating. My dad was out of town. And my dad was the one who really scared me because my mom was like softer on me. My dad was like super strict. Right. But she, we had just gotten back in, and I was like, "I'm going to eat the candy tonight." And she was like, "No, you're not." And then like I, I think I, this was the only time I ever mouthed off to my mom. I mouthed off to her, and she just like spanked me really hard. And I remember she walked out of the room. I was like, and I said to myself, "I like, I just dumped the candy back out on my bed." This is like, and I go, "It didn't even hurt." And then <laughs> she came back in with like the pumpkin pail and was like, <laughs> like a Mortal Kombat character doing a fatality and just like hit me in the face with it, and it like hurt uh, so bad because it still had like some candy in it. You know, really? it was like, whoosh, yeah. From from about after about fourth grade, my mama saw that. Spanking me wasn't working no more. It just it was straight like punches. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Oh, my dad definitely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like open hand gorilla smack. Like whoosh, nah, open you know? hand my ass. Like, fish. Yeah. I, I, come from it, a tough I thought family. spanking was like illegal. No, really? No, no, Maybe no. in Canada it's illegal because I was like not spanking. No. You weren't allowed to spank your kid. Let me tell you something. I, I come from a a great violent family though. Yeah. I've seen my father. Fight his sister, who was his best friend, my auntie Pam, (laughs) 
fight her on, on his knees. <laughs> he got in an argument. He's like, bitch, we'll make this fair. I'm going to get on my knees, and I'm fucking you up. <laughs> <laughs> and they fought. She was standing up, and he was on his knees. <laughs> Tagging him. Yeah. He He's fought her whole... She, he fought her, her son, her daughter. It was three of them. We need and to I, get I, him I, on here as a guest. I was yeah. so young. I couldn't jump in. You know what I mean? I didn't know. You know, He kept... Nah, I got this, son. And he beat the whole family's ass. He whooped the whole family. <laughs> wow. Cousin Frank, my cousin Chantel, yeah. Dude, that is, did, did it, it, like, was it like a, a, a thing, like on a walkthrough fighting game where the next person just like walked in and then so was like. like he, so my, my auntie was like, he wasn't going super hard, you know what I mean? Like my auntie would punch him and he was, you dirty bitch, and he hit her back. <laughs> oh. And then my cousin would try to jump in and he would just like mush her, like, bitch, get the back. And then, you know, be fighting with her <laughs> son would jump in, he would, you know what I mean? And, and they dad just watched because he knew better. Because <laughs> wow. he knew he was getting the own feet fighting. My family, man, I've seen them be fist fighting each other, and somebody who didn't know. Because my family all looks different. Are they cool after that? Yeah. So, like, wow. how long does it take for the rift to like be like the the patchwork? Normally, to be as soon as the out. fight is over, people are over. Cool. See this, this, see my family. See, see the whole like drug thing really like fucked them up as far as like. They they weren't normal because a lot of them did drugs, you know. Mm -hmm. But they mm -hmm. still loved each other, you right, know. So like, right. my dad he fucked around with, you know. I ain't gonna say what. My auntie, everybody did, but you had half of them who worked and were functional, uh -huh. and the other half there was ten of them who. Uh, and there was one, my uncle Larry, who didn't who who stopped doing everything. Uncle Larry. And the other half, they just were fully street people. Or just you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Their whole life was the streets. You know mm -hmm. what I mean. So my dad would toggle back and forth between being a working ex-military guy and being a street guy, you know? Uh-huh. He was in the military? Yeah, he was in the oh, military. Oh, no wonder he's so, like, yeah. you well, know. Well, so he got he? lucky. He was supposed to get, like, a lot of time. And the judge was like, man, Smitty, I keep seeing you in my courtroom. You're a good dude, man. I know you're just trying to survive, so I'm going to give you two options. You can either go to jail or go to the military. And so he was in the courtroom, and they just took him. Instead of going to jail, he went to the military. Was he like army or army? 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 Yeah, cool. yeah. crazy. How, how long was he on there for? He was just four, four years. Four and years. He got out, and he worked for the Navy for thirty years. Oh wow! Oh, wow. So he had, he was he had a he had a like a yeah, career. service career basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, he served the country. He served the streets and the country <laughs> and the country. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, he's a discipline. Yeah, it's crazy. Man. Yeah, that's you know what though. In some ways, that's kind of healthier, like that that out and out anger. Because I think there's like they've I've heard that like people they've done tests like people whose parents concealed stuff from them and made everything look perfect around the house. Yeah. The kids actually have more emotional problems Absolutely. than if they yeah. than if they let you because when they see a, that a, after a while they reach a certain age and they realize it's all bullshit. Yeah, yeah. You know what my dad told me about crack? He said when crack first hit, he said. People just thought you were greedy. They didn't know you had a problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like, <laughs> yeah, can I get some money, man? It's like you just yeah, like wanted money. Yeah, that people didn't know that this was the like the they, people didn't know. They didn't know. They thought just, <laughs> it was so new. I yeah. just really liked. Just like, this. dude, that guy scratching his neck really yeah. likes dollar bills. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. And it's funny because in my family, so I got my 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 pops and his brother and sisters who like used the drugs. Uh huh. And then I have some older cousins and stuff who, like, sold the drugs. Wow. And so I have cousins who are, like, you know, 10, 12 years my senior who were, like, you know, 14, 15 years old making $1,000 a day selling crack cocaine. Damn. You know? Dude, I mean, hey, dude, that's good money. That's more than you made selling those candy bars for football, <laughs> for flag football. Remember that? They'd be yeah. like, sell one of these for a dollar, and you just knock on people's door like a Jehovah's Witness because yeah. yeah. your coach would send you out so they didn't have to pay for the shirts. And this is how you crazy know? it was. My cousin, 
I don't want to say his name, but I'll say Mo. Mo. He told me like when when that stuff first happened, that the police would pull you over and they would go through your pockets and they had like the drugs in their hands and they didn't uh-huh. know what it was. They thought it was candy. Like, what are you doing with this candy? And they get it back to you. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> crack has to be the hardest thing to get. I, I don't know whether it's harder, crack or heroin. Cigarettes. I think meth is the worst. Is it? Yeah, meth, more than heroin. Meth, yes. Yeah, dude. I. It's you can, weird you can be a functioning crackhead. I yeah. I've met people who have just tried meth. Like there, there's a redneck what? kid that I was friends with growing up. He goes, dude. He's like, I did meth the other day. He's like, I was just down on the ground shaking. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, like so. I've met people who have tried it once, but like I've never heard of anybody who's like. I've heard of people who did like Oxycontin right. or whatever it's called, but like I've never heard of anybody being like, I just casually shot up. Right. You know? I don't know. I think I, the smarter you oh are, goodness. the harder it is to get off a drug like that. Because yeah, you that's think true. you can beat it. You think you can. <clears throat> like my, mm-hmm. my They showed that's, that the most intelligent people in the world use a lot of hard drugs on the weekends and are very sexually promiscuous. Yeah, yeah. My, my best friend, rest in peace, we had the same birthday, neighbors. He's the smartest guy I knew. He got he he started smoking meth like uh, three years ago, and within two and a half years of that he was dead, cause he just thought he could outsmart the drug. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He just was like, yeah, man. He, you know, so that's that meth is a. It is like the hardest, most addictive. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Have and it's ever, got everything in it yeah. too. Have you, have you seen teach. the uh, the pictures of people that they arrest? Doing meth in like over five years, how they age like twenty years, dude. And they mm-hmm. all, for some reason, once you start doing meth, you grow a rat tail. It just like goes with the territory. <laughs> you smoke that, and then a, a strand of hair gets, just pops out of the back of their neck. Teeth too, bro. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And their skin gets all nasty. They like believe there's bugs underneath. Yeah, their skin. you just look like you're an extra on court TV. The meth is like not even the worst part, the bro. <laughs> it's the fact that meth keeps uh, keeps you up so long, dude. Yep. Yeah, because you don't sleep. Because when you don't sleep. Wicked crazy things happen to your body. Like you hear a lot of people saying, "Oh, I just need like four hours of sleep a night or whatever." You really do need eight because you got to rehabilitate your brain. And it's like, especially in this industry, when people are like, "I don't sleep," like you need sleep because like you you won't your your brain won't recharge, especially if you're a creative type. You know what I mean? You You need your brain. Meth was, uh, you know, that was concocted by what the German government was it? Yeah, I thought it was just some guy in a tool shed putting batteries and robotests in. German government during World War II. Really? They wanted to. They needed something to make the soldiers stay up longer. I heard that actually. Yeah. Yeah. Most most uh, processed drugs are government created. LSD is all of them. Crack cocaine. LSD. Yeah, you know. I mean, they were doing tests on LSD. <clears throat> Did you guys hear about that with like prisoners and stuff who had like oh, yeah, behavioral yeah. problems yeah, and they gave them LSD. Yeah, there's a whole thing for that experiment. <laughs> and uh, a lot of them, it actually rehabilitates some a lot of them in a controlled environment. Really? Yeah, like because That's they crazy. get these crazy revelations and stuff. That's what uh, that girl Eleven you know? on Stranger Things is based off of. Those experiments. It's like she's one of those gone wrong. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta watch that. What's it called? Stranger, Stranger Things. Things on Netflix. It's a, it's a dope show, man. Well, you know, there's there's a guy. I always say his name wrong. His last name is McKenna. McKenna. Terrence McKenna. Right. Yeah. So his whole life's work is. Well, one of his big things is about psychedelic drugs. Yeah. And he has a bunch of different um, uh, theories about how psychedelic drugs are the reason that human beings mentally went out of a hunter gatherer state into the state that we are now because at the time when we were hunter gatherers we just would get up every day hunt our food every day was about finding something to eat right we get right. up and hunt you know what i mean 
And he said in that process, we would consume vegetation in a large abundance because we couldn't always get meat because something you know every day you're not gonna be able to kill something. You right, know? right. So he said certain vegetations that if you eat them in large abundance, they give you a psychedelic effect. Mm. It's like being on shrooms. Oh, you know? really? And he said though, he said he attributes that you know that shroom like mind state to us being able to conceptualize um, the fact that we can store our food. So instead of just eat, killing something and eating it right away, right. we started to develop the concept of what if we eat it and then I, and we store it. You know what I mean? Now we got time to just sit and relax. You know what I mean? <laughs> before, there was no time for that. It, right. was, it basically right. was like it is That's now. crazy. You know what you I mean? You give like a Persian cat psilocybin, he starts walking right side up. <laughs> <laughs> With a monocle. <laughs> really, really, yeah. That's crazy, dude. Um... Yeah, I, I mean, here's the thing. I've met people who've, who've said that that kind of stuff has changed their life, and then I've also met people who, like, they went, like, right. you know what I mean? Right. It's there's crazy a, there, to... There's a guy that's a comedian, I won't say his name, but he was a functioning crackhead with a family. Wow. That's impressive. People want to talk about <clears throat> heroes yeah. he, he and stuff. He raised his that's family, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He had two families. <laughs> right. Dude, that's impressive, because if you but can he worked, still... he worked three jobs, so he would smoke crack to be able to help him with those three jobs. How long did he live? He's still living, bro. And is he still doing it? Nah, nah. You know what's crazy, dude? Like that kind because all right, like drugs are definitely going to like affect your mind state to be that mentally strong to where you can still compartmentalize when you're getting high. Because typically what happens is you stop being rational. You know what I mean? Parts of your brain shut down. And for him to be able to be like Okay, I'm gonna smoke crack so that way I can drive a truck and work at Walmart. You know, yeah. like truck drivers smoke meth. Yeah, a, a lot of them do. Yeah, because yeah. they got to deliver those Fresca shipments. Uh, crack didn't hit hard into uh, what's that basketball player? Glenn Bias. Is that yeah. <laughs> was he Bias. like Duncan? Like no, bro, his heart exploded. He was, what was it, like a day before he had just yeah. got drafted. Yeah, he was doing coke though. Oh, coke. Yeah, that's what pure Jeez. coke. Yeah, he had a heart attack. His heart exploded. What's the difference between coke and pure coke? The uh, the pure. way you the way you cook it. Like yeah. so, pure coke is just—it's straight from the plant. Pure coke, no, it's not still, it's still processed yeah, it's with but, gasoline's coke. Gasoline. But it's I not thought cooked. coke was always cut with like aspirin. No, it's uh, a different, mm-hmm. it's different thing. Cocaine is mixed with uh, baking soda, and you got to heat it up and boil it, then cool. Yeah, it that's down. cracky. Yeah, and that that makes crack. But cocaine is just like impure for the purest form before you make crack. Yeah, yeah, because coke is actually—it starts as a plant, and then it becomes a paste. Right. And then they have a couple other things they do. Yeah, Ted, we both got called yeah, at the same, exact time. same it's time. It's pretty crazy. Like, Wait, what? Right. It's weird. I didn't realize how many people did coke until I moved out to LA. Like, I didn't know oh, yeah. that. <clears throat> I started paying attention to people clicking their jaw, and like, yeah. I'd be like, oh, these are the side effects. I was so naive. People here do yeah. coke like they drink coffee. Yeah. Not that bad, I wouldn't say, but coke a lot of people do. Coke is pretty big it. here, bro. I see it like every a day. A lot of people do coke that you, a lot of people that you see do coke more than yeah. you think. You more don't than, realize. Yeah. You, you you think they on the energy drink, but oh no, <laughs> they on that cocaine. I can't do it, man. Yeah, I can't do it. I've I'm never done free. it. I've never done a drug. I, I don't do You've anything. Never done, weed I've never, or nothing? nope, never smoked but weed. But you drink coffee. I don't. Caffeine. Yeah, a I drug. drink. Yeah, caffeine. You do a drug. I yeah, like that, one. well, caffeine is my drug. But <laughs> caffeine yeah. can cause psychosis. Yeah, I never smoked a cigarette. Really? Never drank a drop of alcohol. Drink too much. Yeah. Never did a drug. You never did. tried a cigarette? Nope. Never I, tried a cigarette. I think I tried my Goody first Cougies. cigarette at twelve. My cousin drove me into the woods and he told me we weren't gonna go back until I smoked this Newport. What? Uh, Why? Dude, that sounds like a dare commercial. Because he was he was a hood guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. I smoked a cigarette. I tried to smoke one when I was six. Uh huh. 
I threw up. Took one hit and threw up. <laughs> Never tried it again. I feel you, bro. Dude, yeah, I remember the first time I smoked a cigar, I didn't know you weren't supposed to inhale it. And I, I smoked oh. it like this with the two fingers because uh, I didn't know what I was doing. I go, I go, and I go, <laughs> and I threw it down on the ground and just fell on my knees and started coughing. I, I'm like, actually, I'm coughing right now because it's like I just why have did a you sense want, memory. But like, so I'm curious, why did you guys want to try these things? For, I know Because I wanted to be cool. Too. I was 18 and I was like, I'm a big boy now. I can buy a cigar. So you just thought you meant me. I just cool. thought I was like, cool. And then okay. and then I did downers for a bit, you know, in right. college. But, you know. When I was a teenager, the cool yeah. thing to smoke was black and miles. Wood yeah. tip. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Never yeah. Got into it. Now I, we found a pack of cigarettes on the on the. We were at a basketball court and they were like mm-hmm. on the side. Me mm-hmm. and a few of my buddies. Uh huh. And that's why we smoked. You're like, let's try. But it. I hated them. After that, my dad would leave packs of cigarettes around and I throw them away. He always be looking for a cigarette. What the fuck happened to my cigarette? <laughs> he never competed it <laughs> yeah. that you were doing it. He didn't know. Eventually, he caught on. You know, but it him. took years. I was still here. Yeah. Uh huh. B- yeah. Before we get out of here, I want to know, Craig. Like, what are some of your goals and aspirations as far as? Uh, where you want to see your career going? As a comedian, mm. I think the ultimate thing would be to have my own television show one day. What yeah. kind? Like sketch or like sitcom? No, I would want to do. Uh, I would want to do. I don't know. Probably like a sitcom type of thing. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, and then be able to produce my like produce content for myself and other people, but like at a at a high level. You know? Gotcha. Yeah. Totally. You know what I'm saying? And and just tour as a comedian. Get to a point where I could just do one or two shows a month, you know, and just make it like a hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah, you know. But I yeah. but I want to be able to do it and be and, and be me. Yeah, you don't want to have to become something else. You don't That's the conform. idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, dude. Did you see uh what's it called? Uh Phase on Love? Nah. Go take a look at his Instagram, bro. He was going off on uh I don't want to mention them, their names because I'm just now getting into those clubs. But he was going off on some clubs, saying how they want him to change his material to to uh, basically pander to the crowd that's going to come there. But he's like, they're coming to see me, so why do I need to change my material? And, and that's exactly. the thing about right. Comedy. That's stupid. That sucks, man. It's like you got a lot of people who are just in the way. They don't know shit about comedy. Nope. <laughs> I know, dude. That is fucking irritating. It's irritating. I don't know. I have an ex-manager who's no. like that, and he's always giving advice when I'm like, your advice doesn't work, dude. Yeah, this, you know, people, what are you talking about? Richard Pryor, they loved him because of his problems. Right. I'm yeah. not going to come in here and try to act non-threat. Look, I, I'm mixed with white. I got white in me. You know what I'm saying? I'm Irish and black. You know what I mean? I got white people in my family. So there's this misconception that in order for, I won't even say white, but I'll say middle class America to relate to you, that you have to be like this non-threatening male. You can't say things that you want to say. You have to like, you understand what I'm saying? Right. Look, man, every people are people. We're human beings before anything. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And when you try to fucking, when you try to put a, a muzzle on an artist or artistry, that, I mean, that's just ignorance. You know what I mean? You, I, I wish it was a way we could all get together and just kick people out the industry who don't belong here. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Amen. Really? Dude, a lot of these people who just are trying to be able to, it's because their ego's involved. They can't do what we do. Right. And they want to be able to put their stamp and insignia on. There's it. one guy who got away with that, man. The, uh, the late, great Patrice O'Neill. Yeah. He got away with saying what the fuck he wanted. Right. About white people and didn't give a damn and they loved it. It took him a little longer though. Right. Yeah. It did. But but that that's that's just a testament. Like don't 
search the fame, search your voice. You right. know what I mean? It's all about your voice. Search it for your voice, not the fame. You got to stay true to you, man. Because, because yeah. like for me, it's not about color; it's about labor. There you go. Because I understand economics. I know that when the system says that I'm a black guy or you're a white guy, they're not referencing your skin color. They're referencing the brand of labor that you represent, which is why whenever you go fill out a job application, you have to fill out whether you're black, white, Chinese, Asian, or whatever, because they classify us as who is available to do the work. That's how rich people look at us. But in our own lives, because we're the labor, Mm -hmm. we develop these interpersonal cultural stamps where we make what they view us as who we are. You know what I mean? And you should always, as a human being, separate your identity from what you do. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Absolutely, but, dude. I've just been learning that lesson. That's so crazy. Yeah, but but the tough thing is like, you know, so you get like a white male or a black male and they think that that's what they are and that's not what you are. You're, just, you're a human not. being yeah. and you're just surviving in the circumstances that we were born into. But that's who you are is yourself. Yeah. And the only time you're being yourself is in the moment. If you're thinking about the future and the past, you know what I mean? That's not you. Those are ideas. They're fierce. Right, right. So people don't know how to separate that. And when I deal with people like that, I can't allow myself to to stoop down to that level. Because they, you know what I mean? There's nothing... I don't know, man. I'm going off on a tangent. No, dude. Honestly, (laughs) that was the best outro that we've ever had on the show. (laughs) Seriously, dude. That was great. That was awesome. I'm actually going to listen to that when I feel down. We we (laughs) want to thank Craig Craig Smith for for coming on the show. Craig, Craig, shout out your IG so people can follow you. Uh, My IG is the, T-H-E-E, Craig, K-R-A-I-G, Smith. Um, Follow me. If not, uh, you're probably a dude that... uh, that runs trains on sock puppets with your buddies. <laughs> Follow me though, the Craig Smith. I'm David Lucas, and this was the Stressed Out Podcast. We have Miss Haley Ray and Matt Mr. Jones. And we out. All right, guys. Bye. Have a good week, and remember, stay stress free. Yeah. More yours only.